1: grinders welcome to the dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blender ed blender hd if you want to follow me on twitter and it's wednesday wednesday december 14th it's wild card wednesday where it's a wild card day i mean we have some basketball we have soccer today we can talk about the france morocco game if you want we got nfl showdown tomorrow we got tons of stuff going on we'll talk about whatever you want Whatever it is, it's a wild card. It's up to you in the YouTube chat, right? That's what we that's what we're doing here. Right, midweek. Good morning, Suki Singh. Very early. Very early this morning. Wataz, good morning. Kickstart. Bart B. Shervins, Bianem, Bien- Bien- Shervins. Good morning. Good good morning to you. Feel free to type whatever you want in in the YouTube chat. I'll I'll answer anything. Stupid questions, not stupid questions, anything you want. DFS strategy, sports betting even, I mean, whatever whatever it is, prop prop picks, any games, sports, anything, whatever you want, whatever it is, as long as you give me that thumbs up button, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know when we go live, All right? We got a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 game NBA slate tonight, and like I've said in the past, I have not been playing NBA DFS recently. I'll get back into that once uh, NFL and World Cup and everything and MMA is kind of over, right? We we got one more slate for MMA on uh, Saturday, and then they're gonna be off for a month until mid-January. So uh, then I'll have time to to focus on uh, some NBA stuff, especially when you gotta you know you gotta pay attention for three hours throughout the course of a night. Uh, don't feel like doing it, right? I I devote my money and my time elsewhere. You know you don't have to play everything. Kickstart says, be glad you didn't play it last night. Okay, what happened last night? I think last night most of the chalk failed, right? I think so. I think that's what I saw on Twitter. I mean, I pay, I pay attention to kind of sort of what's going on. But what happened last night? Every, everyone lost last night, apparently. Everyone. Didn't, like, the winning lineup on, on DraftKings have, like, two, like, sub-1%-owned players in it or something? Some like two guys off the bench? It was something like that. I mean, we could take a look at it. Oh, Aiton got injured. I had like ninety percent. Yeah, what happened yesterday? We can take a look. What happened yesterday in the NBA streets? We should we should have. Let's see. Yesterday was oh, it's only a five game slate. Oh, we I only have the excellent eights here. We take a look. Yeah, eight. Oh, no, I obviously must have got injured. He only has eight points, right? So I mean, the chalk. Javon Carter was thirty three hundred. He got nineteen. I mean, that isn't the end of the world. Chris Paul at 6,200. I don't know why he was that cheap with Booker out. Right? Harden. Harden did well. He was owned. 41% owned. But I guess Aiton was the main one. 63% owned Aiton. Also, Brogdon seemed like he didn't do that all that well. People were playing Brogdon. Obviously, people playing the Suns because of Booker being out. Right? Damien Lee only got 13 points. It wasn't that bad. Okay, this doesn't look that bad. It doesn't really look that bad. I mean, the... The winning lineup of what the the excellent eights at least if we take a look. You no, know, Papa Gates. You still could kind have of won with Javon Carter in your lineup, right? Chris Middleton, seventy percent owned. He was 20, 29 points. I guess. I guess the excellent eights is a slight. It's a little bit of a smaller contest. Forty four hundred entries, as opposed to you know whatever, fifty thousand entries, thirty thousand entries, something like that. I don't know. I'm taking a look at whatever you want. Defix here in the morning. Matt Mir, Slick. Defix would join me. Dave joined me last night. We had a we had a Zoom call yesterday. I do that two or three times a month as part of the Blenders Game Theory channel in our Premium Roto Grinders Discord, which you could sign up for. if You're a premium member of any of any sport. You could have the combo premium. You could have the basketball premium. You could have whatever premium. You'll get access to that channel. We had a Zoom call last night, went over some showdown stuff, went over some uh, how do you build lineups for different field sizes type of thing. I mean, you could, I mean that's, that's kind of more of an intimate setting. I'm, I'm probably nicer there. I'm, pro- I'm probably much nicer in the Zoom calls than I'm on this show. This show is kind of like, hey, we put out a whole ton of free content. Why don't you watch it? right? Instead of answering the same questions over and over and over We got soccer today. Soccer and most likely going to be playing a lot of France players. I'm assuming the cash a cash type lineup will have Griezmann and Mbappe and and Hakim Ziyech for Morocco. Right? We if we we click the button here. I mean, we don't have the starting lineups yet. But I'm assuming these are fairly accurate, right? Where what we expect. Okay, you got a cheap at 3400 for Morocco. You got some cheap Morocco pieces. But I guess you're probably going to play Ziyech. And then whatever this is, right? Amala Hernandez, Mbappe, Griezmann, yeah, there's something like this. You're probably going to play, probably play most of the the front the, the front line players for France are going to be popular, right? Griezmann, Mbappe, and Nabele. May some Giroud for GPP, right? Ninety six hundred, right? Because he really has no floor. He's either he's either going to score a goal or score no points. So yeah, I think that's that's the chalky ish type of lineups. You'll punt somewhere. You'll punt with some center back. Maybe you don't play Theo Hernandez at 7,200, right? Let's see. Let's see what we got. Yeah, something like this. Yeah, this this seems, yeah, this is, oh, there was a malad captain. Okay, maybe you don't play a malad captain. Take away the captain spot over there. Bono a captain? Probably not. Probably playing, playing Mbappe or Griezmann a captain, right? Something like this. Maybe without the goalkeeper in there. Although obviously at 4, he doesn't have to do much. You could just make some saves and be fine. Right? Fafana captain. Okay, I don't I don't know about that. You get Zyech in here. Yeah, like something like this. This 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 seems like a little bit more of a cash game build. Griezmann, Mbappe, Fafana, Amala, Hakimi, Ziyech. Maybe you don't even spend the money on Hakimi. Right? I mean he's good for Morocco. It's just that I don't I don't know how how. See, the thing about the way that that France plays, like if you're playing the shutdown slate tonight, like don't be like. Don't be like you can't play Morocco players because France plays a lot of their a lot of their attack happens on the counter. Like France doesn't press much. No matter and even if they're a big enough favorite, I mean, they're like a minus what minus one ninety favorite against Morocco today. But what they do, they play a lot lot on the counter because they've, they've, I mean, they're fast. Like Dembele and Mbappe are, are extremely fast. And Griezmann transitions the ball very quickly. Giroud is a, is, is, is a he, he doesn't move very well. But he he doesn't have to. He just has to stand in the center and wait for the ball to come to him. So they're going to seed possession. And I mean, like the possession in this game could be maybe 55-45 France, 55th, closer to 50-50 than you'd think. It's not like... Uh, it's not like the argentina croatia game yesterday where i mean croatia plays in a way where they're gonna they're gonna solidify the midfield and let you have the ball right so argentina is gonna you know gonna have 65 percent possession france doesn't play that way so so the 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 moroccan players are are gonna have the ball they're, they're gonna have opportunities the question is is how how far their fullbacks are gonna come up because Akimi and uh, if they, uh, they'll probably start uh, uh, Masrahi here, not Atiyah Ala, uh, uh, whatever his name is. They're attacking fullbacks, but I mean, when you're, when you're facing Dembele and Mbappe on the wings, like, I don't know how forward you're going to be able to get, right? Right, you don't want to, you don't want to commit yourself too forward. And then all of a sudden you have to, then you have your center backs having to deal with, with uh, Mbappe coming, coming behind them. So I don't know how attacking the fullbacks are going to be, but I mean the midfielders and the and the front line players. I mean, and Desiree never touches the ball. He's 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 goaler bust. But I think Buffal and Ziyech, I think I think uh, I think if if you if you're playing uh, Showdown today, like don't think in terms of oh I got to play five France players. Like from a peripheral standpoint, the Moroccan players are cheap, and they're going to get some points. God, they may not score a goal, right? but i think you prioritize griezmann and then mbappe and then you can kind of do whatever you want i mean on, on morocco you, you, ziyech is going to be the top you are probably going 8200 for ziyech i mean he's going to be on the i mean he's going to be on the field until the end of the game right he's their best player he plays for chelsea right Buffal may come out early because he typically doesn't go 90 right we have him projected for 80 minutes right or or like uh, unahi i mean some of these some of these midfielders are Cheap like Amala may not go ninety minutes, but I mean he's thirty four hundred. So I think you could. I think you could play some of these these Morocco players. Like it's quite possible to build a a, a two four lineup, two France four Morocco. Probably play, you're probably playing Griezmann or Mbappe in the captain spot. I mean, obviously that's going to be the most owned type of lineup, right? If you play Griezmann in the captain, right. Probably don't play the goalkeeper against him. But you could play this type of lineup, right? Griezmann. This is what this is what kind of what I would do. I would look at a lineup like Griezmann and the captain, right? I'd play Ziyech, Ziyech here, right? And the in the flex. Maybe you don't play. Maybe you don't play a, a, a Morocco center back because if Griezmann score, I mean, like Sace is. I mean, yes, you're right. Sace can score a goal on a set piece, but I mean, I. I don't expect them to hold a clean sheet or anything like that. So maybe you get rid of Sace. Let's see what, uh, Agard. Okay. Well, he's another center back. I mean, of course he could be in the optimal lineup. Amala, Akeem. Yeah. Something like this, right? This one doesn't have Mbappe in it. So for like GPP, you play, you know, Griezmann, Hernandez, Dembele, and then Ziyech, Akeem, Amal. I mean, the, the, you're playing all pretty much attacking minded players, right? Even if you want to play Mbappe in this lineup, like then, what what do we have? Fafana, Amala, Hakimi. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, I view this more as a cash lineup. Like if I was playing cash, this is this is probably what it would look like. Maybe maybe you don't even have to play Hakimi here, right? You Play Tremaini Ch- instead. You you probably don't play Bono ben- 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 oh, Bono here, right? Kunda Upemakamo. Upa- probably don't have to pay up for him. Varon is a thousand cheaper right he's a 49k lineup right but something like that i'd probably brought what i would do that the main pieces that you want to get in is griezmann mbappe and Ziyech. and probably play one of griezmann or mbappe in the captain spot griezmann has a higher floor but mbappe has a obviously has a higher ceiling but i understand most a lot of lineups are going to look like like if you play a lineup with neither Griezmann or Mbappe in it, like that's going to be different. Like that's going to be very different. I wouldn't suggest it. I play at least one of them in every lineup. Griezmann or or Mbappe, maybe not both, but at least one of them. It's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to see them both failing. But even if they don't score a goal. They may still get enough peripheral points that, and they they may still have ten to fifteen peripheral points regardless of goals and assists. Let's see. Daniel Hutchinson is listening from the car. Mike Kelinoy, Kel- what might be your favorite player props tonight, kind sir? Uh, I don't have any favorites, Mike. I don't know. I don't understand the the what what a favorite means. Okay. What I would suggest that you do is you you sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, and then you look at the player projections that we have, and then you compare the statistical projections to the prop lines. My favorites are the ones that are the biggest discrepancies, right? The line, if someone's line is eight rebounds, we can look. I mean, I, obviously, I think the NBA projections are all the algorithmic ones, right? I think that this is from like, like 12 in the morning or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, these are the these have not been manually updated yet, but like I play on Prize Picks, and I right, we have a, we have a, we have a, we have an extension that connects to our statistical projections, right? So I could go to uh, to NBA, right? Where's the NBA stuff? And you see here's overlaid, right? The projections are overlaid, what we have, and then you just you find the ones that are the biggest discrepancies. Right? So you could look at the rebound props, right? You look at the rebound props, and you go. And you go, which ones have the biggest gap between them? Right, I start looking here. 5.24 for P.J. Washington. The line is at 4.5. That's not big enough. But that's it. My favorite would be the ones that are the biggest discrepancies. And you go under or over, whichever ones have the large one. Tyler Hero, 7.7 projected. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at the projections I mean, our our NBA projections are, have not been manually adjusted by anyone this morning. This These are completely algorithmically made overnight. So I would wait until they update. But I mean, the, the process is still the same, right? You compare you compare the number to the number. And then whichever one, the ones have a very big discrepancy, right? Here's Nurkic, 9.89, the line's at 11.5. So this would be an under. Less, right? And you pair that with another good one. I mean, if you're playing on sports books, you don't have to pair anything. But I mean, this is what this is literally what you'd be doing. You just get our statistical projections, and then you just compare them to the lines. That's it. If you ask me, well, why is this line this way? I have no. I nor do I care. I don't know why, nor do I care. I could do this for any sport. We have college basketball. I mean, we don't have college basketball statistical projections, but. If you if you got if you got them, you just look and you go, which ones are off, and that's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. Player props are easy, right? You just you have projections and you compare the lines, and over the long long run, you'll make a profit, right? Do that with the NFL with the, with the blitz. Although the, in this stage of the season, a lot of the prize picks lines for NFL have, have been much more efficient. Like the first like seven eight weeks of the season. Like, you you could jump on stuff at, like, on Tuesday that is significantly off. I found the past, like, three or four weeks. Like, I look at stuff on Tuesday night, and, like, I could barely find I could I could find, like, four. Like, that's it. Like Yet early in the season, I could find 24 that are off. Or they've been a little late, or they put out some of the lines, and they don't put out some of the ones until, like, Thursday, and then the Thursday ones are much more efficient. You compare the rushing yards, and it's like, okay, it's only off by eight yards. It's like that's not enough to be profitable. Yet in the past, I mean, sometimes they'd be off by 28 yards, 38 yards, 35 yards, and be like, okay, this is easy. Right? The line's at 56 rushing yards, and the blitz has them at 84. Like, okay, I'm I'm playing, I'm doing the over. And by the time it closes on Sunday, the line's already up to 70. So as you get, you get like 14 yards of closing line value. Like that—that that, that doesn't happen. It's at least from what I've seen on Prize Picks, like you know, with the NFL stuff. I mean, I'll take a look at some of the blitz stuff today for NFL and see and see what they got. I mean, they have some of the passing yards up. Okay, okay, they have a decent amount of stuff up. I'll, I'll take a look after the show. See if there's anything up there. I mean, I mean, we could. I mean, we could just go to the Blitz projection and see. That's pretty much what you're doing with player props. That's it. Mike, you're getting a source of truth, which would be a set of player projections. And then you compare it to the lines. You find the ones that are off the most. And sometimes there may be days where there aren't any that are off. So you know what? You don't make any bets. Very easy. It's the first day of Pixmas. Okay, what do I have to do for Pixmas? Click the arrow for the full promo detail. What am I getting? What am I getting from prize picks? Merry Madness! Play five hundred dollars, get a free entry to win a thousand. Play twenty-five. What's what's going on? I got to do this today, I guess. I have no idea. It's twelve days of picks, miss on Prize Picks, and if you sign up for Prize Picks, use the promo code Grinders. Get a hundred-dollar deposit batch match, about max bonus. You like a free three hundred bucks to play. with. yeah, but that's the that that's all prop betting is. Comparing a projection set to the lines, and that's it. It's not sexy. There's nothing special. You don't have to do. You don't even have to do any research. You don't have to do nothing. Right? We can go to we can go to a, a, any sports book, DK sportsbook, BetMGM, anything you want. You look at the statistical projections, and our projections have uh, seven point eight rebounds, and you see the line is at like nine. You go under. There you go. Done. Then you move on to the next, then you find, find other ones. And you, and obviously shop around and get the best line you can. Right? If it's, if it's nine and it's minus 120 on the under, and maybe another book has minus 110 on the under, like get the, get the, get the 10 cents. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add up over time. But what else do you guys want to talk about? Remember, it's Wild Card Wednesday. Wild Card Wednesday. We can talk about whatever you want in the, it's Wild Card. Anything, anything you want. The show will be only as long as what you want to talk about. Alex says the RG plugin can be a little buggy with prize Picks. The only time it's buggy with prize Picks is when they, prize Picks because the way that their website operates is that they when they add or change props to a screen, it'll happen dynamically, which t- the, the way that Chrome extensions work is, is it reads the page and then overlays on it. So anytime like PrizePix adds another box to their screen, you have to reload the page. That's that's the only time it's a buggy. Other than that, it's fun. I mean, you could always tell because you you you're scrolling past and you see like oh a point prop that like oh the projection says 14 and the prop is 34. And it's like that that's obviously way too that's way too off. Just yeah, because it's the the overlay got screwed up because price added something to the screen. Dave Clark says, I want to say the last night's NBA slate was a complete garbage for a five-game slate. First time I ever lost hundred percent. Okay. It happens. It happens. It depends on how diverse you are. Obviously you're, you're, you had not, you had a limited amount of diversification, right? If you just lock button in eight and or something like that. Yeah. You probably, you probably did bad. I'm not saying you couldn't have done. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It happens. I don't know what's going on with tonight's NBA. Injured, 63. This is the reason why I this, I can't focus on NBA. The injured tab, 63 players. It's a 10-game slate. Not all of them are. I guess not all of them are on the injury report, right? So we got Trey Young questionable, Jalen Brunson questionable, Richardson, Russell, Porzingis, Kleber, Bradley Beal, Monty Morris. I mean, come on. What are we, what are we supposed to do here? I mean, what what are we gonna do if, if Trey Young is out? Then we play who? I mean, uh, it, it, it's, it's does anyone play in the regular season anymore? Seems like the players don't even care. And there'll be and there'll be other people. on. I mean, this is what we have currently. One thirty is allowed. oh, This guy's questionable. Oh, this guy may not play. This entire team is sitting. I mean, like, I don't know how you put up with this. It becomes a just NBA defense just becomes a chore. I don't want to do the chores. But at least we got we don't get that many late games. We got one ten o'clock game, two nine o'clock games. So I mean a lot of the stuff will be done by by eight anyway. So it's not that bad. Okie doke. Anything else? It'll be a short show. If, if, the, wild, if the wild card says that there's nothing to, nothing to talk about, I'll just get the hell out of here, right? t Mac says, so I won a couple of $300 hockey qualifier tickets last night. Any advice on playing these type of 100-person qualifiers? Well, you're playing it like it's a 100-man winner-take-all contest. What other type of advice would I be giving? What's the difference between that contest and just a hundred man GPP play for first place? Like, there's no there's no specific advice. And as I as I always say, most people dramatically, 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 dramatically overthink how to play DFS. Well, any advice specifically? Build build a plus EV lineup for that contest. Like that's that's literally all you have to do, and then play seven million of them. Have a large sample size. So how would you play that contest any differently than a hundred man winner take all contest? You're playing it like a GPP. You're playing like a hundred man GPP. How would you? Pl- I mean, what other advice would I be able to give you? Try to beat 99 people. Well, how, how, would, you, how, would, you, how would you play a 1,000-man winner? take? Well, you'd play like a 1,000-man win, winner take all. Second place doesn't matter at all, literally at all. You're playing for first place. But what other GPP aren't you playing for first place? So you're playing a 100-man GPP. Play a lineup with enough ownership discount for the projection for that type of contest. That's DFS. Welcome to DFS. That's all DFS is. That is. That's it. You should be able to make a lineup for that contest in less than 17 seconds. If you can't do it, that means you screwed up. Okay. Is it gonna be the best lineup you could possibly make? Probably not, but probably a profitable lineup. You can. Most people do things that add absolutely nothing and probably detract from your profitability. You want to cut out everything that doesn't matter. And 99% of what you do doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whatsoever. Okay? I could show up and barring lineups and injuries and everything like that, I could show up for an NBA slate without knowing anything. Tonight, two minutes before lock, and build a, build a lineup that would be profitable long term for whatever contest it's in. Right? I could, I could click. Right. Where, where's my double up lineup? There you go. That's the lineup. Do I know who these people are? Does it matter? No. These are the numbers. The numbers are the numbers. Now it's like, oh, 284.67 projection, 299% ownership. What type of contest am I? 100 man, whatever, okay. Winner take all. Well, I'm probably not going to play the highest owned lineup. So I'm probably going to drop my projection and drop my ownership. By how much? I don't know, a couple of points. So this is 209.55. Let's see if I drop it to 180. Like what, what 180 ownership. What what a what, what, what lineup look like? like that build five lineups okay we built five lineups with our current projections obviously you'd be doing this at the time that you had projections that are accurate so here's a lineup that's 279 so it's about a four and a half point drop 179 ownership right you look down 178 ownership 178 ownership okay would this be good enough Maybe dropping about five points in projection. You're getting about 30 percentage points in ownership for a hundred man contest. Maybe one want you got tried, maybe you could find lineups that are even lower owned. All right. So let's see. Well, let's see at 170. <coughs> 170. Oh, 270. Okay. You're not giving up even that much projection. <coughs> 169. Can we drop even further? 160. Projection look like at 160 max total lineup ownership. 276. This isn't awful. So you find the sweet spot. You go, okay. I'm going to drop this amount of ownership, this amount of projection, and then play the line, play a lineup. There you go. Think any of these lineups would be fine. That's it. Can you beat this method? Probably not. that's all you have to do and you could and you and you could play 500 different lineups that fit the, these parameters a thousand different lineups what's the difference between those thousand lineups not much so how do I choose between those thousand lineups which whatever way you want unless you have a better more precise method <coughs> if you could simulate games and contests or whatever maybe you could find ones that are slightly more profitable than the other ones. But for the most part, all you're doing is comparing projection to ownership, especially in basketball, where correlation doesn't even matter that much. Correlation coefficients between the players are very, very minimal. So that's it. Can you beat this method? Probably not. So why aren't you just doing it this way? (laughs) <laughs> Alexante says you could let the optimizer set up 200 lineups and one of the lowest five or 10 in projected ownership is probably a fine lineup. Right. Right. You could right. You could even do it that way. Right. You could even, uh, there's 300 lineups. I don't even set. I don't even, I mean, what I would do based on the numbers that are accurate at the time. I mean, you could set up, let's say hundred lineups, right. And just run it. Run 100 lineups, then eliminate the lineups in between that have too high ownership for their projection, right? So we're running 100 lineups and then play the play a lineup that is at the last lineup out of your 100 sets. So basically all this is doing is running the top 100 lineups based on projection. That's all it is. I have no other constraints in. Right, So it's just going to run the top 100 lines, 284, 283, 283, 283, just all the way down. Now you compare it to the ownership here, 209, 204. So as the projection goes down, the ownership should go down also. Assuming the numbers are right, you change the numbers if you want. But once you have everything in number form, you shouldn't have to care about the players. 209, 204, 208. So this one is too high. As the projection goes down, the ownership should go down. So this lineup would be worse than the lineup above it. This lineup would be worse than the lineup above it by very marginal amounts. 204.27. 205, get rid of that. 200, We keep that. 207, get rid of that. Right? Because we have to beat 200 here. Right? 205, 208. Get rid of any of the ones that don't beat 200. Because we have it in order of projection. So if I go down in projection, I also want to go down in ownership. 199. Okay, there we go. 203. We have to beat 199. 194. Okay, now we have to beat 194 on the way down. 194. Let's keep on deleting lineups till we find one that's under 194. <coughs> keep on going. We keep on running. 193. Okay, 193.81. Now we have to beat that lineup. Because right? why would you want to play a lineup that projects for lower than this for 210% total ownership? You wouldn't if you had to compare the two lineups to each other. right? So I'm going to get rid of it. Get rid of this. What do we have to beat? We have to beat 193.81. So I just keep on going until I find a lineup that is lower owned than 193.81, 193.15. Right? Now we have to beat 193.15. So you keep on going down. You keep on deleting the lineups in the middle. 193. Keep on going. 200, 203. These are too high owned. 193.71. Close. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. 193.61. Nope. 188. Okay, we got 188. So we keep that. Now we have to beat 188. Keep on going. Keep on going. 188. 188. 188. Okay, now we have to beat 187 as far as total ownership is concerned. 187. Keep on going. Get rid of these. Get rid of these. Keep on going. What do we have to beat? We have to beat 187.71. 186.71. Okay, now we have to beat 186 keep on going keep on going 186 can we get a 186 186? 186.61 okay that is lower yeah giving up a little bit more points 186.61 186.61 we're already at the bottom of the 100 so we got everything you now it's left with 12 out of the 100 lineups that as you go down in projection you also going to go down in ownership okay they contain 100% Charles Bassey. Which means that he's probably underowned Based on the current projections. Don't even listen to this later. You do, you're going to be doing something like this at like 6.30, 6.45. The numbers may co- be completely different. So This is all an example. Don't go by the exact players in these lineups. It means nothing. So you probably be playing one of these lineups. Now the first lineup is probably a cash lineup. Probably what you're playing in double-ups. So this is what you'd play in double ups. And then you'd probably play in like a single entry contest. You probably don't mind giving up like two or three points in projection. Right. So you're probably playing like one of these, like, like one of these lineups, something like that. Brunson hero, Bogdanovich, 186 ownership, 281 projection. Right. Now, if you're playing large field, you're going to be playing lineups that are even lower projected and that's why you could you could do this and you could build 300 lineups. You could build different combinations of everything. Now, that process of me deleting the lineups in between, like to manually do it is a pain in the ass. You saw that. It's just like, oh, it may take you a couple of minutes to do that. Well, that's why, like, I have a tool that I do it automatically in Excel of the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players. It's, it's called a portfolio trimmer. So if you if I wanted to get rid of all those lineups in between that have too high ownership for their projection, like the portfolio trimmer will do that like with one with one click. I could have imported all of these lineups into Excel with the projections and then with one click it it would have gotten me down to these 12 lineups in no a matter of a fraction of a second. Then from there you could choose one, choose one, choose 3, choose 10, choose whatever you want from that point. That's, that's, this is DFS. That's it. What more do, what more would you need to do? If you trust the model, you already have the numbers. Oh, let's see. Anything in the YouTube chat, Jordan, we could also sort by projection and look for the fantasy points we want. Yeah. You could do that. You could do the opposite way, right? You could eliminate the lineups in the reverse. Yes. Instead of sorting by projection you sort by ownership then obviously as the ownership goes down the point should go down also or you'll you're looking for lineups that are they're as low owned but higher projected right it's the same it's the same problem you'd get to the same 12 lineups that way but using the excel tool that I have as part of the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players like you could use lineup HQ and build 300 lineups and do it you could build Three hundred. These line. You could build three thousand lineups. So you build ten sets of three hundred, and you throw them all into Excel. Then you choose from there. Then, depending on the size contest that you're playing, you choose the requisite lineups that would be needed for those types of contests. Right? Smaller contests, higher projection. Larger contests, lower projection. But they should all be proportional to what their ownership is. As you drop in projection, you should drop in ownership. That's it. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, welcome to DFS. This is, you saw in this, and we we just did this, right? I just showed you. I literally showed you. If I were to play NBA tonight, this is literally what I would be doing. Literally. Like, oh, no, you're just showing what it, no, no, this is literally what I'd be doing. Be like, oh, well, if you're playing the $200, whatever, three max, the $100, Whatever, whatever, pick and roll or whatever they call it. This is exactly how you'd play your $100? Yes. I do this and I go, okay, how many, how many projection points? I'm probably three points or something. So I'm going to probably play this line. There you go. Done. Brunson, Hero, Bogdanovich, Williams, Bassey, Pool, Washington, Nevada. But something, something like that, something close to it. Probably give up, you know, three or four points in projection. Make sure the ownership goes along with it. And there you go. But obviously, the numbers now mean nothing because dude, we have seven seven hours of news to come out manual projection updates so like this is what I would do it ten minutes before lock that's it you saw it in in, in everything that I'm doing I, I i I'm not mentioning anything about any of the games i don't I don't know the totals of the games I don't know the spreads of the games. I don't know who's in for the games i don't I don't even know obviously uh the Spurs Jakob Pertle's out or something I mean why else would Charles Bassey be in a lot of lineups I'm assuming I'm assuming something's going on with the Hornets someone out for the Hornets Is Rozier out for the Hornets no Rozier's in it's, it's, someone's out or someone's too cheap Because I'm getting some I'm getting Hornets in a lot of stuff right the Heat something's going on with the Heat tonight but other than that what do I need to know I already have the numbers once you convert players to numbers, you don't need to care about the players anymore. You do this, you do this process over time, you will make money. How do I know that? Because this is my process and I make money. <laughs> right? And I've compared these types of lineups to the lineups of other profitable players. And they simulate similarly. Right? Right? Do they have to have the same exact players? No, that's not that's not what I'm looking for. Are the lineups that are profitable that I'm playing against have similar projections and similar ownership? Yes. So then I'm, I must be on the right track. So that's all I'd be doing. I don't see why you would do any more. Anything you do more than this is re- either redundant or detracts. You're doing. You're wasting time. You're wasting doing anything. If you don't mind wasting your time, that's fine. Fine, waste as much time as you want. Some people enjoy the process of wasting time. I don't. I I play DFS as an intellectual puzzle game to make money. I don't care about basketball. When I build MMA lineups, I, I, I don't know who these people are. But yeah, I watch MMA because I enjoy watching MMA. So I do sweat and, okay, I... I remember this guy from that fight. I remember this guy from that, this thing, what happened there. Oh, I know that he wrestles a bunch. I know he does whatever. Does that matter as far as how do I build my lineups? No. Just like in basketball. I don't need, you don't need to know anything. I could, I could do this in college basketball and be fine. As long as the numbers are, are accurate, right? The ownership is accurate. Of course, I, I tend to massage the ownership numbers myself. That's the main reason why I'm not playing NBA DFS recently because do I want to show up with and and I have much more of an edge when I'm really in tune with what's going on, with what other people are going to do. I'm not talking about the basketball players. I'm talking about the DFS players. Oh, this guy's in and that guy's out. I think more people are going to play this and based on optimizer rules, people may play too much of that guy. So I'm going to up and I'm going to change ownership numbers. But I got to be paying attention. I got to be listening to content throughout the course of the day. I got to do a lot more work for that. If I'm not willing to go three hours between seven and 10 every single day and grind like that, then I'm I'm not going to do that once in a blue moon. It's like when I get in the groove, then I'm much, my ownership numbers are going to be much more accurate. My play is going to be much more better, much better. So that's why I focus on things one at a time. I don't play 7 million sports at once. So once NFL is over, once January comes around, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll play a nice 3-month three 3-month three sprint of NBA DFS until MLB starts. Right? Then you have to worry about late swap, you have to worry about changing numbers, you got to worry, you got to worry about so much stuff in NBA. It's a lot of work. A lot of work that a lot of times isn't even worth doing. It's like, do I am I going to be better off just not playing or going through all that work for a 7% ROI? How much is my time worth? My time is worth a lot more. My MMA process is is simple also, but it nets me way more money. Soccer on Saturdays for EPL. It's an hour of work. Lineups come out. I make lineups. Done. NBA, the MLB, you don't have to do much more other than it's uh, occasionally you get some late lineups, right? You have to swap some, you know, people for the Dodgers or the Angels or something. But other than that, you'd, Let's just submit your lineups. You're pretty much done for the day. And you don't have to really even look. I'm making lineups a half an hour before lock as it is. So it's like, how much work do I need to do? Half an hour? That's it. Then I could go on and do something else. If you enjoy looking at redundant stuff for five hours, then feel free. Go, Go look at whatever you want. Look at matchups. Look at totals. Look at everything that you look at is already reflecting the projection already weighted it's already done properly everything that matters would already be in the numbers so once you have the numbers what is what is there to do other than organize them better than other people that's it that's dfs if you want to learn how to do that better and have a systematic repeatable time efficient process to analyze deletes effectively and consistently build lineups that show a long-term profit get the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players it's a 10-chapter audio course, right? Six hours long. And it comes with all of the Microsoft Excel tools that James McCool has developed that I use. I use the lineup simulator. I use the portfolio trimmer. I use the portfolio correlation matrix. I use the duplication checker for Showdown and MMA. I use these things as Excel tools to make it quick, even quicker, so you don't have to do all those manual processes. Eliminate these lineups. Do the, like, Look at this. Look at that. Simulate these 10 lineups against each other. Like, dude, I could do that quickly as hell. I can build 150 lineups on NBA slate in like 17 minutes. No problem. From start to finish. From first looking at the slate until uploading under 20 minutes. If that. Yeah. These are efficiency tools. So all you're doing is manipulating numbers. If you don't have projections, then yeah, then you have to project stuff in your head. Then you have to weigh 300 variables in your head and the human brain isn't designed to do that. You're going to have bias. You're not going to understand what what is predictive, what is not predictive. You're going to overweight things, underweight things, not even consider certain things. And that's why that's why you have a that's why you have a model that does it for you and you have and we have a projections team that puts in the minutes and the usage they they pay attention to the rotations they pay attention to what's going on so why do i have to pay attention to what's going on our team knows more about basketball than i'll ever know so what what i'm outsourcing it there you go just just give me these numbers just give me the, the columns from here to here just give me those columns that's all i need play every day make money you don't make money every day. You'll lose 90% of the time in GPP. You look at a bink once or twice a year and you're good. And there you go. That's DFS. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. It isn't more complicated than that. Most of the top players, it's it's even less complicated than that. Talk to a lot of top players in DFS. When they go, well, how do you build your line It's like, well, I built I built my model and everything and I press a button. It does 42 seconds later. It's like, here are your 150 lineups. And then they upload. You go, well, why'd you play this and that? It's like, well, that's what the system said to do. (laughs) That's it. That's the process. Well, why'd you play this guy over that guy? I don't know. These are the lineups that came out as the most probable and, mitigated my risk of ruin from a diversification standpoint to play 150 of them and there you go done that's the process you have to recreate that can you do it in 42 seconds probably not because you don't have any type of methodology to do it that way so okay so your maybe your methodology takes a 3 or 4 minutes but that's it that's all it should be the difference between those 12 lineups that, 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 I, that I look at may not be anything. From a mathematical standpoint, they may all be very close to each other. So which one do you play? Close your eyes and pick. That's it. Well, do I play Gary Trent or do you play Jordan Poole? Like, dude, it doesn't matter. This is how marginal it is. How, how much time are you going to spend on um, something that, a decision that means almost nothing? Almost nothing. We played fifty thousand slates. It would amount to two cents difference over that period of time. Two cents. So How, how much time are you going to spend over like something that pays like a fraction of a cent per hour? Nothing. You don't. You just don't do it. Anything at all. You just remove it. All you have to do: have projections show up. player projections ownership projections show up build some lineups figure out what contest you're in estimate judge how much projection should you be giving up for x amount of ownership whatever that range find whatever lineups you want in that range and play whichever ones you want that's it that's the crux of what you're going to hear in this six hours in the advanced course Here are the contextual variables to consider on the types of lineups that you should be building. And then once you know those contextual variables, build those lineups. And you could probably build thousands of those types of lineups that all have all different players. in. Well, which ones do I play? Any one of them. Doesn't matter. They're all mathematically similar. So go to theoryofdfs.com slash advanced. Pick, Pick up the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports for advanced players. I have the original fun fundamentals masterclass also. If you if you need even, I mean, I would suggest doing this first, the 15-hour how to think like a professional DFS player. If you don't even understand what projections are, yeah, you, you, need to, you need the first course. First course is more like a statistics class. Right? The second course, you I already assume that you know what all of this other stuff means. So go to theoryofdfs.com and pick it up. Once you have this, once you have the Excel tools, once you have a rotor grinder subscription, so you have projections and ownership and stuff, that's all you need. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I I've been playing for what over seven years. Been profitable every single year in multiple sports. This is how this is welcome to DFS. This is doesn't have to be more complicated than this. I don't know why people make it out to be more complicated than this. I know why, because you have to you have to learn the concepts until you realize most of the stuff that you've been doing is worthless. <laughs> so you realize that, oh yeah, okay. Now that I've gotten rid of all the worthless stuff, wow, I could really build lineups. Like when, when people say to me, oh, I don't have I don't have all day to research slates. I mean, you do this professionally. You could spend eight hours a day. What, what, what do you think I'm doing? I'm not doing anything eight hours a day. Showing up 20 minutes before a slate and building lineups. That's it. How much time do you have to spend? If you already have a model, either you're spending time building a model or, or managing data. A lot of it is just managing data if you're doing it. Or you're subscribing to a place that already that already does it all for you. We already have full-time people that do this. Right? Well, the people that work at Roto Grinders—they it's their full-time job to make these models and make these numbers. You're telling me I only have to pay ninety-nine dollars a month for everything? Like what? A hundred dollars a month for stuff that would take me hours upon hours? It would take me three years to build a model like this that is as accurate as this. And so, like, what? From a time cost perspective, why the what Why am I doing it myself? Dave Clark says that the only thing you have to do ahead of time is enter into content. Right? That that takes the that takes the most amount of time. Defix says, "I make it complicated to feel smart while doing something stupid." Right? But, well, it's not about feeling smart. To me, it's about making money. How do I make how do I how do I make my process as profitable and as quick as possible for the time? That's it. Why would you want to spend twelve hours? For the same return that it's something you could do in two minutes. You could do it in two minutes. Do it in two minutes. Now you have all this other time to do whatever the hell you want. That isn't building lines. Right? Listen to stuff. Watch Netflix. Whatever you want. Go out. Enjoy yourself. So if you want to learn more, obviously, theoryofdfs.com. Go pick up either of the courses, both of the courses. Pick up the Excel tools do whatever you want uh join me in uh in the, the blender's game theory channel if you have any uh, strategy-based questions but i'm here but i'm here every day i mean you could ask you could ask them here you could ask them here if you want but just understand that most most of what you're doing is 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 worthless you should be getting rid of the things that don't don't if your goal is to make money The most amount of money for the least amount of time. If that's your goal. If your goal is to play this as a hobby and it's entertainment, I don't even know why you're here. Do whatever you want then. Whatever entertains you. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. Who cares? That's what I teach here. I teach the theory of daily fantasy sports. One of the biggest things in, in the theory is how do you make the most amount of money for the least amount of time? That's Why wouldn't that be your goal? In the long run, not like oh, I make it every day in the long. Run, how do you how do you have the highest expected value for the least amount of work? The thing in 2022 is that the tools that are available now are so much better than they were seven years ago. We have great projection models and great optimizer tools and great, you know, Excel stuff that you could do and simulations and. Like, dude, like. Looking at the player stats and going, well, how is Lowry's field goal percentage versus this team? It's like, what what year is this? Dude, that's already that's already in the projections. Who cares? Doesn't matter. But I'm here every day explaining it. I'll I'll hey, I'll I'll give you the tough love and I'll explain how simple this game could really be. How you can build competitive lineups in three seconds with no problem. All you have to do is tune in. You have to like, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. But we do have Grinders Live coming up later today for NBA for this 10-game 10, 10 slate. Crunch Time follows it. Swolecast, Swolecast is on the Swolecast channel. So for the 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 first look for this coming weekend slate, we have two slates this weekend, right? we got a three-game slate on Saturday and a, what, a 10-game slate on Sunday? We got stuff going on. We got NFL content coming out on the channel, so hit all the buttons. Hit all the buttons on YouTube. It helps us out. Join me again tomorrow. I'll be back. We'll do a toss-up Thursday, right? Or it's typically every time throughout the course of the week. Just it's up to you guys in the YouTube chat. It's always up to you guys. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door, and I will see you tomorrow. So I'm always here Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern answering your DFS strategy questions as honestly, as brutally honestly as I can on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.